Hey everybody, it's Tony and Cheryl. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Are you giggling at your husband? Very enthusiastic today. Yes. Well, it's been a good day all around. Yes, it has been a good day. Um, and there's lots of news, and it's fun news. It is. We're going to start with the uh, Disney Parks blog. They like to do these uh, meet and greets and, and all these different uh, kinds of things, and it's usually announced after, or at least we see it after it's already happened. And that's so, the case once again. Yes. Go ahead. Tell them. Um, so uh, Cheryl said it's a bunch of happy news. Well, it's not happy news if you weren't able to get <laughs> in on this. Uh, but on the 19th of December at the AMC Disney Springs 24, the Disney Parks blog is hosting a Rise of Skywalker meetup at 5 p.m. So it's a special uh, special showing. I believe the first showing is technically at 6 p.m. that evening. So it is an opportunity to um, join other Star Wars Disney fans and uh, check out the new movie. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, in the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, there's been some announcements made for that. Dates, uh, information about topiaries, and information about performers. So, um, first of all, the dates are going to be March 4th to June 1st. I'm curious how that compares to the previous years, but right. that remains to be seen. It's usually the longest one ever. It I think is, they just I keep like, adding a day. Yeah, it feels like it always gets longer and longer, but I didn't look to see what last year's were. Um and let's see, they do a concert, they call it Garden Rocks, and they do it at the America Gardens Theater stage. Let's see, this year, um, do you want to say who, who all the people are? Yeah, we, just read we, through? we do don't have to, we're, we're not going to give the, the dates. dates. <laughs> right. Um, Peebo Bryson, who is new this year, Simple Plan, uh, Plan, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, Mark Wills, who is new to Garden Rocks, The Spinners, Sister Hazel, The Pointer Sisters, uh, former Journey lead vocalist Steve Algeri, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Expose, Berlin, Rick Springfield, Plain White Tees, Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles, Don McLean, Bye Bye Miss American Pie, he's new this year, mm-hmm. Ambrosia with Peter Beckett, they're new, Thelma Houston, she's new, The Almond Betts Band, they are new, um, Air Supply, Herman's Hermits featuring Peter Noon, Mike Del Judas and Big Shot, new to Garden Rocks. That's big because they're a Billy Joel tribute band and they do a lot of stuff along the East Coast. So okay. good to see them getting some recognition. Uh, Daughtry is That's going to big. be performing. That is big. Uh, and Daughtry will, will be followed by the Marshall Tucker Band, who is uh, <laughs> not so big anymore. And finally, uh, wrapping up the uh, Garden Rocks concert series, if you've got the Eye of the Tiger, you've got to go see Survivor. Cool. Yeah. There's a few that I'd like to see. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, And then, let's see, what else do we have? They've got some dining packages that they're going to have for seating for the Garden Rocks concert series. They do a 5.30 show, a 6.45 show, or an 8 p.m. show, and um, each package is for, you know, one of those shows. The packages can be either for breakfast, lunch, or dinner at um, certain restaurants. That's right. And if you're an annual pass holder, your reservation period will open tomorrow. Well, December 18th. You could be listening to this on December 18th. Uh, And the general public, it opens up on December 19th. In addition to that, um, you know, the Flower and Garden Festival is known for its topiaries. Uh, They are going to have a Ratatouille garden in the France Pavilion. And the brand new topiary there will be a Remy topiary. 
All right. And even though it's about, supposed to be about uh, flowers and gardens, it's also always about food, as usual in Epcot. Um, they have 17 outdoor kitchens and plus other adult, uh, plus other food and beverage stops. So those are something to look forward to. Right. And uh, that's pretty pretty much it. There will be some behind-the-scenes tours, uh, Gardens of the World Spring Edition, an English Tea Gardens tour, uh, and behind-the-scenes, which is always available. Um, Did they have information on some of the topiaries? I feel like I didn't They do, and we'll give that one second. So this uh, started in 1994 as a 38-day celebration. It is now a 90-day celebration of spring. Right. Um, and then for the topiaries that are going to be around this year... Uh, Anna and Elsa, uh, Buzz Lightyear... Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog, Tinkerbell, Snow White, Bambi. Um, they're still going to have the Butterfly House again and the Playful Garden, which is uh, the children's play area. Yeah, always, I'm sure there's plenty more things also, but that's just yeah, some of the highlights. Yeah, there's demonstrations and gardening and the Bonsai Club of Central Florida is right, usually there. Yep, yep, yep. So always a fun time there. Okay, and then over to the Magic Kingdom. We are uh, greatly looking forward to when Tron Light Cycles open. That's right. Um, the Tron Light Cycle Run ride vehicles uh, have now been placed in Tomorrowland over by um, Space Mountain. Uh, and you can take a photo opportunity. There's two of the vehicles there. There's also a picture of some of the signage, how to load onto the uh, how to load onto the vehicles. Um, our friends from well, Dave from Two Dudes Talking Disney was there the other day when they debuted, and he posted some pictures. It looks pretty cool. Mm. Uh, the thing that is most exciting to me is that this attraction is going to be sponsored by Enterprise Rent a Car. And, you know, for a while there, most every attraction and show was sponsored. And then in the early to mid-2000s, uh, corporate America started pulling sponsorships. Right. Um, you know, which is then then puts a bur the burden of the money back on Disney. Um, so it's nice to see that this attraction is sponsored. Uh, who knows how long it will be sponsored. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see things sponsored, too. I liked – I always did like that. Even though it's a small advertisement, I think it helped to keep the prices down in the parks. It made it possible for Disney to do some new attractions and make them a little bit better because they had a little bit more of a budget to do it. And they didn't have to pass that cost on to the park goers so much. Right. So, you know, that's a good thing. And then I also just, I felt like they were just always like slightly better offerings. I mean, there was nothing better than when like um, Nestle was a sponsor of so many things and you had like those chocolate chip cookies everywhere right. and I just I just felt like there were more offerings because of especially if you get like food people involved but right. um, but anyway so that's good to see good and this ride is scheduled to open uh, they're not giving a definitive date but they're saying that it will open in 2021 in time for the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary and then I guess they started pouring some walls on one of the outdoor buildings for uh, Tron Light Cycle Run because this ride is inside but then it is outside under uh, a coverage, uh, over a ceiling, under a ceiling, I should say. Um, so it's going to be unique in the sense that it goes indoors and outdoors. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at the picture of these. Is that, there's two side by side. Is that one unit? That is one vehicle. Okay. They travel next to each other. Right. So they're kind of stuck together. Okay. Cool. So yeah, it's a motorcycle. You sit down in it like you're on a racing motorcycle. The support is on your back. So there's no lap bar that comes over you, but there's a, a, a I don't want to say a pad. But this pad presses down on your back to keep you into the seat. Oh, that looks... It does look quite uncomfortable. Where the heck are your legs? You're like... You're, it's a motorcycle. Or... You're, you're like riding a bicycle position. It's definitely going to limit who can ride this, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Every shape and size is not fitting in this. That I can't talk about. 
Well, you can look I'm not going to argue with you, but I can't talk about it because well, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you could. You just don't want to. That's, That's okay. Right. It's all right. Yeah. You can opt out. Um, let's go over to the Riviera Resort. There was so much excitement about it opening, and, you know, it's very cool to get to be one of the first people to stay in it unless something not fun happens to you while you're sleeping. That's right. Uh, so managers went around the resort today on the first full day the resort was open and they placed notices on all of the trundle beds uh, that the uh, guests were being instructed to not use them um, and that the trundle bed is out of order and cannot be used at this time. So, uh, you know, I've never heard of a bed being out of order, but apparently what happened on the first night, uh, last night, a woman was asleep on her trundle bed and the trundle bed, so if you're familiar with a trundle bed, a trundle bed comes down from the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. So, a piece comes down from the wall and sits on the floor, but there's the, 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 the core base. of it that, it's, it that it pulled out of is still um, standing upright and attached to the back of the wall. We would think it would be <laughs> attached to the wall. Uh, but apparently what happened is uh, this woman's uh, mother <laughs> happened to be sleeping on the trundle oh, bed. That's why you don't put your mom on the trundle and, bed. And the unit... Uh, I don't know if it's separated from the wall. It looks like there are some very small screws in there. And they probably put the screws are probably right into sheetrock with no studs behind them. Right. And it just pulled right out of the wall. You can see the holes. Right. You can see the holes where um, we're looking at a picture. It was uh, posted to a, like a Facebook group or something. You know, this happened and the woman um, posted her experience to this Facebook group. But of course, you know, the whole internet got a hold of it and uh, it's, it's everywhere for you to see. You know what these people have? Uh, lifetime passes, <laughs> or or at least at the very least a comp. Yeah, they definitely have a have a comp. Uh, at least a comp room for the whole time. Yeah, so you know what it probably looks like is they need to put some longer screws in. They need or to just screw anchor into some studs. it. Anchor it better. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna take some time mm-hmm. to go back and do in all of those rooms, and so they're well, having. First off, it's only three hundred rooms. That's 300 Murphy beds. Well, if every room has a Murphy bed, not every room has one. Okay. You know. Um, I still think it's going to take some time. Yeah, I, I think they've got every maintenance guy on their staff probably there with a screwdriver. Well, and... after they figure out exactly what's going to fix the problem. Right. Get those Imagineers working on that. Right. <laughs> Thank you for the really cool rides, but could you please make a bed that doesn't fall on top of me while I sleep? <laughs> you know, that's what's called a plus. Yeah, right. They've, they've plussed the bed so that it becomes an attraction. Yeah. Um, all right. And then this story just pales in comparison. Um, wine Bar George wins a wine list award. That's right. If you uh, if your bed falls on you, what better place to do to go than go over to Disney Springs and go to Wine Bar George? Uh, they did win two awards for the world's best wine lists for 2019. Uh, they won in two categories, the best micro wine list, which I'm uh, guessing is very small wines. <laughs> um, and then the best by glass wine list with Coravin in North America. I have no idea what that means. I don't drink uh, wine. Mm. I don't know what Coravin is. I don't know what any of that means either, but I do like the sound of them having a very diverse by the glass wine list because, mm-hmm. you know, being someone who travels with a man who does not drink wine, um, I can't, and I don't drink a whole bottle of wine. It's, well, you said I don't drink wine like you're insinuating I drink uh, something else. I drink, I stick to Diet Coke and water and I cart you around as your permanent designated driver. You are welcome. Thank you. I wasn't going to get into all that. But okay. anyway, uh, you don't drink wine, so I can't split a bottle of wine with you, and I don't drink a wine by myself. So it's nice places that offer a really good um, by-the-glass wine list. Yes, it is. 
Okay. Um, Pixar is coming out with a new movie called Onward, and there is a trailer and new character posters that have been released. That's right. It is the second full-length trailer. Uh, the movie stars the voice talent of Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, whom you might know as Spider-Man and Star-Lord. Uh, and they are two elf brothers. Uh, also in the voice talent cast is Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Octavia Spencer. Cool. And, of course, because it's a Pixar movie, John Ratzenberger. Yeah, gotta be in it. That's right. So, yeah, the movie's coming out March 6th. It's Pixar. Pixar never does any wrong. Uh, character posters look pretty cool, and uh, the trailer will be on the page. It feels different from some of their other, from most of their other movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it had more of like a, the look of it and stuff had more of like a, um, uh, Warner Brothers or just, you or know, like a, a different... DreamWorks type Yeah, of... exactly. Yeah. Um, it looked, it didn't really look like a Disney or a Pixar type of thing, but, uh, from the clips that I've seen, it does look like it's going to be cute. So. It's still, you know, it still has that, that tugging on your heartstrings type of appeal. You know, it's it's a kid's father who, you know, passed away and they found a way to resurrect him. Well, not a kid, but these elf kids. uh, And they found a way to resurrect him for 24 hours, which is essentially what the story is. And it's a journey uh, to getting him to fully materialize before (laughs) the 24-hour period ends. Right. So, Uh, yeah. For for those of us who are missing fathers, it's a very, very sad movie. It's definitely going to tug at the heartstrings. And, you know, when you start to see it, it's what I can see in the um, trailers is that that quality is there. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can tell that they just they didn't really skimp on um, putting things together. It right. looks like it's going to be high quality. Um, you know what else is high quality? What's that? Dole Whips. Yes. In the Magic Kingdom at Sunshine Tree Terrace, which typically does not serve um, a Dole Whip, they have um, a version of a Dole Whip, and they're calling it I Lava You. Mm-hmm. What's in that? So it is um, made with an orange Dole Whip. Oh, so that's why. Because I was trying to figure out why it would be at Sunshine Tree Terrace. It's not made with the pineapple Dole Whip, which you find at Aloha Isle. It is made with the orange Dole Whip, which you find at Sunshine Tree Terrace. So the I Lava You Float is inspired by the Pixar short film Lava, where two volcanoes meet and fall in love. Mm -hmm. Um, So this new tropical treat... As Cheryl mentioned, at Sunshine Tree Terrace, uh, sells for six ninety nine. It is an orange Dole Whip with Fanta, strawberry, and red passion fruit syrup, topped with popping candy. Hmm. Oh, strawberry. Okay. Hmm. And it, it replaces the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean inspired Red's Revenge float. What kind of Fanta is it? It looks like a red Fanta. It must be like strawberry Fanta. It could be. There's Fanta, strawberry, and red passion fruit syrup. Yeah, but it's strawberry and red passion fruit syrup, but it doesn't say what kind of Fanta it is. Well, it's definitely not grape. Oh, w- orange Fanta. Ah, it's there orange you go. Fanta. Okay, you know I have to know these things. Uh oh, you know what else I need to know? I need to know if I want a mobile order. What am I going to do if I really need my food bagged up so I can leave with it? Ah, uh, that's a good question, Cheryl. And let me tell you, if you're going to order food to go, you now have that option on the Disney mobile food order app. Well, sort of, for like sort two of, places. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, uh, at the new restaurant at the Riviera Resort, Prima Piatto, uh, as well as Deluxe Burger in Disney Springs, when you place a mobile order via the app, you will have the option to have it packaged uh, for here or to go. So that's a, that's a nice option because, uh, you know, a lot of times, like we've used it before in the past where you want to get your food, you just want to avoid the line, and we're going to sit down at a table and eat it. But a lot of times, especially if you're at a resort, 
you might not necessarily be sitting down right away. Uh, you might be going out of the Riviera Resort and then you want to jump on the Skyliner and go mm-hmm. to Epcot. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. sit down in Epcot because your wife is getting fish and chips. Yep. And, you know, now yeah, you're going to yeah. have uh, the option to do that. And, you know, this will roll out to the other quick service locations mm-hmm. uh, in the very near future. And I've never thought to even ask for to go when you actually, like, go up and order, right, even at a register. Mm-hmm. Um but that's nice to know that hopefully that's going to be an option everywhere because, yeah, that's exactly it. When we've um, been in the World Showcase and order from different places but try to sit together to eat, you know, you're walking through with, like, a tray with food on it. It's just weird. Right. Um, and we had done that in Disneyland. They also have mobile ordering in Disneyland. We wanted to go watch. Uh, we were going to go wait for a one of the shows, I think, for World of Color. And, you know, we got food, but we wanted to eat it while we were going to wait. So, right. again, you're walking through the park with all this just sort of open food. Right. And it's weird and it gets cold. Yeah. Okay. And it's worse because it was food in Disneyland that we ordered to go across the way to California Adventure and we ended... Was it? Yeah. We ordered from uh, uh, the terrace there. The Bengal... Uh, yeah, but I think we were in the same park. So, maybe we were just seeing a different show. It wasn't maybe World of Color, but all anyway. Right. Well, you've had one too many of those wines. Stop it. I haven't had any wines. Um... Big Top Souvenir did not burn down. That's the good news. <laughs> no, it is now back open. Uh, they did have a little bit of a, an incident last week that some people are saying is a fire. Of course, Disney is very tight-lipped as to what actually happened. Uh, it did reopen. Um, Pete's Silly Sideshow opened uh, earlier this week, and then today uh, Big Top Souvenirs did so. Uh, apparently, they are missing a, a section of racks, Um in part of the store, but Disney is saying that those were removed in uh, a reason that is unrelated to the incident from last week. It's lies. It's all lies. Probably. It's probably a big, uh, a whole, a whole rack of sweatshirts caught on fire. Mm-hmm. Because That's they're flammable. Guess. Yeah. Recall. The oily rag sweatshirt <laughs> series. <laughs> okay. No plans for roaming droids in Galaxy's Edge. Apparently this is news. I didn't even know that anyone was thinking there might be plans for roaming droids in Galaxy's Edge. Well, that was part of the uh, press uh, press announcement a year, number of years ago when they announced uh, uh, Batu and Galaxy's Edge. That there would be, you know, star, star stormtroopers and characters and droids roaming around the area. Right. Um, Disney went so far as to build... Um, a restaurant called Jake, also known as J4K3, uh, which, according to Imagineers... A restaurant? A restaurant? Did I say restaurant? Yeah. I meant a robot. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Uh, so this robot named Jake uh, had more sensors than a self-driving car. Wow. And, uh, you know, Disney's done that before. If you remember Push the Talking yep, uh, trash, trash Can, can. and then there was the Talking Palm Tree mm-hmm. in... Um, Animal Kingdom. Yep. And also, I did not know there was a talking recycle bin in Animal Kingdom at the oh, conservation station. Nice. Her name was Pippa. Oh, And cute. Pippa is Swahili for recycle. Um, <laughs> See, so you learned something from this show. Yes. Uh, but they had tested this Jake robot out for a while, and uh, apparently they're saying that the Jake was uh, exploratory and independent from anything that was being developed at Galaxy's Edge, um, and there's no plans on when uh, he's going to be used again. Um, but, you know why would Disney build it and not use it? You know, they built the, the mobile Muppet Lab that they had out for a while. They built Lucky the Dinosaur, right. uh, who was free-roaming and walked around for a while. And I think they. I think that it probably presents more challenges than they realize. And, you know, they get it to a point where they can get it to work, but mm-hmm. it's, it's probably a lot of uh, effort every time they bring it out there when, right. when it breaks, or at some point it's just not really 
Maybe well, some people said that they thought the reason that the uh, that Jake was not out originally was because of the crowds. Because mm-hmm. the crowds were so big. Yeah. Um, but now the crowds have died down and you're not seeing it. I guess. But you also don't really need it right now because there's um, enough hoopla right now over Rise of the Resistance. So they really don't need it. Maybe if it comes to a point where things are um, getting a little stale over there, right. then maybe they roll it out then. Who knows? Now, speaking about things that are needed... <laughs> a mid-queue restroom has been added in the Flight of Passage queue. Which is good. It's great. Because before you hop on a banshee, you usually you want to empty your bladder. You don't want to uh, get on a banshee with a full bladder. Right. Um, so they have, as of today, added, as Cheryl mentioned, a uh, bathroom, a restroom area. Um, you know, this line traditionally is... 90 minutes to two and a half hours long. There are no bathrooms. Earlier this year, they they implemented the bathroom pass, uh, which allowed somebody from your party to go to the restroom, and then they could not rejoin the line, but they would meet you at like the, uh, I don't know if it was at the fast pass line or the baby, the child swap area, right. uh, but they would come in and meet you. So, you know, you could be without your partner for an hour because right. this guy had to go to, you know, because I had to go to the bathroom. Right. I'm standing there by myself like an idiot. Right. Um, no, that's usually my job. Uh, so now in the bioluminescent section of the queue, um, there is a multi-sex restroom, uh, a number of multi-sex restroom facilities. And when you come up near the doors, the cat, there are cast members there and they will ask if anyone would like to use the restroom. And if you say yes, your entire party steps out of line. Uh, you wait in a little holding area while your friend finishes up and does their business and then when they come out and everybody's back together you rejoin the queue in, right. so in a maybe, different spot right so maybe you've had 30 people go in front of you or whatever while you're going to the bathroom but, right okay so as of right now there are two unisex one toilet restrooms um, there is a twist lock and they are it looks like they are pretty much handicap accessible you're good yeah I mean it's a basic restroom but that's all you need when you get a pee that's right Okay, um, Disney and Virgin uh, confirmed talks that confirmed that talks are in advanced stages for a train that would run from Miami to Orlando and then Orlando to Tampa. That's right. So there is that. It's actually two different spurs. Um, Miami to Orlando is the big one, and then Richard Branson, because he decided he wants to have a train running to Tampa, um, you know, figures that Disney could be like a nice mid-stop. Uh, uh, midpoint stop on the run um, and it might be utilized to to get people from you know Tampa International which doesn't have uh, Magical Express service right uh, you know it could be a way to get people from Tampa to Walt Disney World or even from Orlando to Walt Disney World if you're uh, not using Magical Express I don't know why you'd want to pay for a train when you've got a free bus um, but uh, you know Richard Branson took over I, I guess it used to be called the Bright Star line which was the light rail in uh, Florida and it is now branded as uh, Virgin Rail USA and you know rumors have been going around since like April or February of this year that that Disney was going to be in talks with with Virgin to put a, a station there um, Disney World you know would just provide them with another option to get from downtown Orlando or Tampa or you know points east and west uh, Disney says it would be a great thing because they are the uh, top vacation destination and ling- largest single-site employer in the United States, and it is an obvious choice for a rail station between Orlando International and Tampa. I think it would be amazing, especially like going from like Disney to Miami. I mean, you have a lot of Disney ships now that port mm-hmm. out of Miami, 
And, you know, it's not too bad to get from um, Disney to Port Canaveral, but to try to get to Miami, it's a right. whole, like, you can't just take an Uber. Right. It's, that's, that would be very expensive. So yes. uh, what a great idea. I, I really hope this moves along. Yeah. Now, the Miami to Orlando line is scheduled to open in 2022. Uh, so you're looking at Tampa to Orlando, you know, after that. Mm-hmm, um, right. So it might not be for five or six years, but... Seems like a long time now, but when it's been around for, you know, two or three years, we won't even remember when we didn't have it. Right. And then some great news, if temporary. Um, the Muppets Great Moments in American History has returned to the Magic Kingdom for a limited time, which is basically the holidays. Right. From December 23rd to December 31st. Uh, they will have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows per day between nine oh five and four twenty p.m. Um, oh, except on, Chris- on the on Christmas. Except on Christmas, right? They've got more shows that day, um, but that's good news considering you know last month we were complaining about it closing down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's lucky for people who are going to be there during that. I think it's nice that they pull some of these shows um, that aren't usually around out for people for guests who are there during this very very busy time there's probably not a lot of attractions that you can get on unless you have um, fast passes or you wait in very long lines so something like this that everyone can just enjoy while they're just standing there is a great thing to have in the parks when it's that busy yes so that's wonderful and i also like what it means as far as the puppeteers who are working on these it means they couldn't have gone very far so feels like, you know, at any point, if they wanted to bring them back, as long as they don't wait too long, right. um, that they're still around. So hopefully we will see them at other intervals other than just mm-hmm. um, the very busy holiday right. season. Well, I'm assuming the audio is pre-recorded, so you just really need a puppeteer to, you know, move the puppets. Right. Uh, unless the puppets are animatronic. Well, I don't think they are. Um, and that was sort of my concern when they first got rid of it was it seemed like such a permanent thing because if you get rid of the puppeteers who are working that show, doesn't it, I didn't think it would be that easy for someone else to just step in. So it appears that maybe it is that easy, that they do have other puppeteers who can take over. So uh, that means good things for the possibility of seeing more great moments in American history in the future. Yes. Now, speaking of knuckleheads... Yeah, um, some idiot was trying to enter the animal kingdom with a gun. He was arrested and charged with a felony. That's right. Uh, He says he took it out of his car, put it in his backpack, and then forgot to take it out of his backpack. Uh, So he tried to go through a security checkpoint with the gun in there. Um, He did not have a permit for the gun and was charged with, like, carrying a concealed weapon. Um, And as Cheryl mentioned, it is a third-degree felony, so... Sorry, uh, Mr. Nathan Pollitt. You lose. Bummer, buddy. Yeah. All right. And then um, a man has settled a lawsuit with Disney over a scooter incident. That's right. A gentleman from Tennessee was visiting Walt Disney World in 2017 when a scooter, oh my goodness, ran over his foot. Happens all the time. Um, he is saying he, he accused Disney of not doing enough to screen scooter drivers and instruct them <laughs> on how to properly operate the devices. I don't know if he's ever seen my mother in a scooter. Oh my but goodness. She, she's almost killed multiple it's, people. It's a train wreck. Um the tough part is that it is tough for Disney to provide oversight on scooters or limit them. Um, and you can also not regulate them because of the fact that certain people with disabilities, you can't tell somebody they can't drive it. Or how to drive it. Right. You know, um, you got to be on the lookout for crazy scooter drivers. That's just a part of being in Disney World. Right. 
And if you can't handle it, get yourself your own scooter. You're more protected. You can just play bumper cars with the rest of the people. There you go. Uh, pretty long show today, but uh, that's the news. Mm-hmm. And uh, until tomorrow, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.